Thank you for joining the Money Happy Hour, where we make every hour a happy hour for your money. I'm your host, Tom, the savings captain. And of course, I'm joined by my producer, Radish, the hardest working dog in podcasting. Oh, and poor Radish today. She's pulling up limping. Radish is a Aussie cattle dog, Grand Pyrenees mix, and she's got a dew claw. That's a claw on her hind leg. That's just a little bit swollen. So poor Radish. We've got an appointment at the vet later today. But she insisted the show must go on. And in this episode, we're going to talk about five things you can do to win with your money. If you're new to the Money Happy Hour, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. But before we get started, please take a moment and subscribe to the Money Happy Hour wherever you listen to podcasts. And also consider leaving a five-star review. This simple act really helps expand the reach. Um, It's hard to believe the Money Happy Hour is closing in on 50 episodes. And we're so grateful for all our wonderful listeners, fantastic guests. And I do want to recognize some great folks today before we jump in. First off, I want to call out Cactus Finance. He's been with us since episode one. He's got a great story to tell of financial independence which can be heard in episode five called A Tale of Two Wealths. And then Henry, he's been a dedicated listener and a two-time guest of the Money Happy Hour. Henry is age 20, and he was actually the original Gen Z guest that we had on. You know, at the time, going back 50 episodes, I had no idea how many fantastic stories we would hear from those that are Gen Z and Henry kind of kickstarted the whole thing. Like I said, he's 20, but he's learned so much about investing at such a young age. You can hear his great story if you haven't already in episode four. And this all started a lot with the inspiration of my friend Harris, Harris Elliott from the One Penny at a Time podcast. He was a guest in episode nine. And one thing I want to say about Elliot, he's perhaps the kindest person I have met in my social media and podcasting journey, I've always found Elliot, uh, Harris Elliot to be available at all times to bend. I can bend his ear talking about podcasting and investing related questions. A name you might not know, but I hope you really do get to know soon is uh, really my best friend, a lifelong friend of Brent. He goes by Brent Masters One. His name is Brent Masters, um, but you can find him on Twitter at Brent Masters One. He is a great, what I would call, seasoned investor, um, a person over 50 that has just the most clever um, wit, kindness, and inspirational stories. Uh, please consider giving him a follow as he's just starting out social media and Starting out on Twitter can be a little bit uh, a little bit rough to, for people to hear your story. More people should get to know him. And of course, he's going to be a guest on here very soon. So we can get to know Brent and you can hear his story as well. And you can't think about Canada without thinking about Dividend Dave. He really wants to make you turn that cash register around and pay yourself first. There's also Courtney known as Covered Calls, Cor- Covered Calls Barbie. 
She was been a guest, and she writes a very clever newsletter that I just love getting every week. Please follow her and give her uh, and subscribe to her newsletter. I think it's something you'll welcome receiving in your in-bin every week. And then finally, I love looking at all the um, I love looking at the weekly stats on the show. Not so much for the numbers, but I love looking at all the places around the globe where people listen to the Money Happy Hour. So hello to Canada, England, Ireland, Japan, Mexico, Brazil, Singapore, Poland, Germany, Italy, Romania, Oman, India, France, Sweden, and the Netherlands. Oh, and don't forget Liechtenstein. And of course, from sea to shining sea in the U.S. So many places I may never personally visit but I get to journey to each and every week on the Money Happy Hour. So I just want to say some kind words and just call out some real special th- special people this week. So let's talk about five ways, five things that we can do with our money to win. And the reason I wanted to record this and share this episode today is I know we are at the end of 2023. I know what's going to happen in 2024. Articles are going to start popping out each and every day when, you know, we hit that new year's resolution kind of mindset. Everyone wants to lose weight and everyone wants to gain money, right? So what do we typically see? We see those, I call them, they're mostly cheesy, repetitive articles, 10 things you can do with your money, how to be successful with your money in 2024. And it's the same regurgitation of stuff week over a week, episode over episode, and year over year. Um, actually, I covered this topic way back when in episode two. I did a critique of those common items, kind of what I like about them, what I don't like, or some of the red flags are. But today, I'm not going to do that. I am going to give five things that I've actually done. These are five things you're probably not going to see in one of those articles in 2024. I have found them immensely helpful. I hope you find them helpful. I'm going to give you some stories along with it. But I also hope that you share some of the stories that you might have, things that you do that you have found effective with winning with money. And please share those. So let's jump in. Let's begin. I call tip number one the fiscal fast. So essentially what that is, is it's just designating one week of the year as a spending free week. Don't spend money on anything, nothing, nada, zero, zilch. I think we can all go seven days without absolutely having to buy something. By doing that, it really kickstarts things. I like to do it early in the year. This year, I will do it the the first full week, or I guess it's the second week of the year, January 8th. That's a Monday. And what I do is just cut back. It really jump starts the monthly budget for the month and really kicks starts things for the year. So what I'll do is, like I said, I won't spend money on anything. Maybe gasoline if I need it. That's about it. We'll eat at home everything we have. We'll just eat at what we have at home already. Simple things like that. And if you're struggling with money, if you're living, if you're one of those people in America whatever it is, 50, 60% of people that are living paycheck to paycheck, this is going to be extremely helpful for you. But if you're not living paycheck to paycheck, it's really going to be helpful because just think you're going to have a little bit of X, you're going to have even more excess money 
to kickstart an IRA contribution, put it to savings and do things like that. The one thing I'd caution about the fiscal fast, where it usually blows up on people, we all do it. All right, I won't spend money this week, but guess what? I'll double up on my spending the next week. Well, that kind of short circuits the whole the whole benefit of the fiscal fast. So you have to be you have to be real careful there. So tip two, wealth the wealth simulation calculator. What? What's that? Well, you haven't heard about it. You probably haven't seen it anywhere. Well, if you followed me for a bit and have listened to a couple of episodes, I've mentioned this. So earlier this year, I did build a calculator that I call it the wealth simulation calculator. And the reason I built this calculator, and I really want you to go in and try plugging, plugging in some numbers with this calculator, regardless of where you are in your journey. All right. So if you're, if you're doing really well with money, you're really going to benefit from the calculator. If you find month to month at times, a bit of a struggle, this calculator is really for you. There is nothing like it that's out there. And I can attest to that because I'm a big fan of financial calculators. I love looking at pulling up a calculator, putting in how much money I have already saved for retirement, what I plan to contribute, what I plan to earn on it. And then I start doing some simulations. Well, what if I upped my investing $100 a month, $200 a month, what would that turn into? Every calculator out there that relates to savings, investing, retirement, that's what they cover and it falls short. The wealth simulation calculator is going to supercharge your ability to manage your money and give you an end-to-end sight of, if I move this one dial in my budget, what does it mean in the end? So let me jump in and let me explain it just a minute. All right. So what I want you to do with the wealth simulation calculator is this one very easy thing. The first thing you're going to do is you're going to personalize it for your spending. So you know what you're spending. You know what you're spending every month on certain things, such as eating out, subscriptions, what you then do is identify if I were to cut this back, we'll just use $100 this month. And then I invested that $100. What would that turn into? And the reason this calculator is unique, the other calculators fall short. The other calculators, you're only identifying how much money you're going to save, how much money you're going to move from spending into investing, it falls short. It doesn't tell you where to find that savings. You get to do that with the calculator and and personalize it. So if you go through the calculator and say, I'm going to save $100 this month on eating out. I'm going to cut back. I can live without these subscriptions. That saves me another hundred bucks. Voila, you have got a personalized wealth simulation plan to say this $200 that I've identified this month, I know exactly where it's coming from, where I'm going to save it. And then you plug that $200 in and then you can decide how long you want to invest that $200 each month and what annual rate of return you expect. And it's going to produce a final number for you of what that 
what that savings on a monthly basis will be at the end of your goal. Really want you to try that. So tip three is I call a fiscal cleanse. Do tip two before the wealth simulation. Do do the wealth simulation before you hit the tip three. Tip three I call the fiscal cleanse. And the fiscal cleanse is... Are you tired of feeling lost in the world of trading and investing? Get informed and inspired with the Talking Trading Podcast. I'm Louise Bedford, and I'll help you navigate the markets like a pro. Tune in each week and subscribe now at talkingtrading.com.au or on your favorite podcast app, or check out the link in the show notes. Talking Trading, this is how traders excel. A little bit more. This is like a fiscal fast on steroids. A fiscal cleanse is you've already identified in tip two by using the wealth simulation calculator where you want to clean the budget up, where you feel you can cut back at the at your household or personal level. The fiscal cleanse gets to be a little bit more intense. This is you're getting to see the journey of, all right, I cut back in this area and that area. I can live without it. This is what, this is what it's going to mean for me. So it's a little more intense because you're looking at your spending plan over a 30 day period. Maybe you, maybe you track your spending every 30 days and you've got for a year or more, and you've got a pretty good idea of what you're spending on each category. You're going to, you're really going to trim up and have a future, uh, a future level of pocket of, of free money out there to spend. So tip four, I love this one. This was my favorite. This is probably one of my favorites. Um, I stumbled on this the better part of 20 years ago, actually with my friend Brent, who I was just talking about. One of the things we did, I call this the spend and match. Thinking about, thinking, thinking about, Think of this as like a, a, a matching plan to your spending. Do you have a consistent thing that you buy every month, a, a consistent bill that you pay? If so, when you spend on that bill, match it with an, a corresponding investment. So we did this with um, about 20 years ago with Duke Energy. At the time, Duke was my power company that I used. And for instance, if my bill was $119 for that month's electricity, I just went into Duke's drip plan and invested $119 every month into the stock. So there's so many ways, there's so many ways you can use this. You can get really clever and inventive with it. Maybe every time you buy something on Amazon, you match the price of what you spent on Amazon. But don't don't bust your budget on it. I think the spirit here is just just getting into that habit of every time I spend money, make sure that you have some sort of pay your first um, investment corresponding with that. So it might be, hey, you went on Amazon, went shopping. Every time you every time you check out on Amazon, you're buying five dollars to Amazon stock. 
Maybe you don't want to go into an individual stock. Don't. Put it in a savings account. Put the money in an ETF so you can get in an index fund so you can get a lot more diversification. Just a real clever twist and a way to use that. This last tip, I call it develop a wants list. This is so hard. And this really gets at the psychology of money. This is the one, this is the one that really gets into how we think about our money and how we spend our money. Tip five, develop a wants list. What is that? How do I use it? I've only started using this recently, but this really helps with um, conspicuous consumption, the tendency for that, for making hasty purchase decisions. If you find yourself buying something and then maybe having buyer's remorse, this solves that. Because what you're doing is you're saying, all right, in 2024, these are the 10 things. These are the top things that I want this year. And then as you go throughout the course of the year, you have a wants shopping list. So what you're doing is you're giving yourself a cooling off period. Do you really want it? You'll know, right? You're not making a hasty purchase decision. You'll get to budget for it. Um, you'll get to price shop for it. You'll really get to understand uh, and do a little bit more research to make sure you get the you buy the actual right thing. So I found this extremely helpful. So this, I'll share a little bit of my developing wants list for 2024. So there's a couple things I want to do. Um, I, I joke, I almost call it a needs list, but this is truly a want. So for this podcast, I need to do something. I need to level up my recording capabilities. Um, I use a, a very good microphone, but I need some additional equipment to improve the sound quality. So I know what it is that I want. It's a need, but I'll call it a want for the exercise of this. So it's a want. I know I want it. I know I'm going to buy it in 2024. The only problem I'm having right now is I, I know I want it. I don't exactly know what it is because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of looking into it, asking a few people, researching it, trying to determine like how I even use it because there is a little bit of a learning curve to some of this equipment. But the point I'm getting at is sometime in 2024, when I finally make the purchase, I'll have a better idea. Uh, and I'll make a very intelligent decision. Another thing I have on my want list is what I want to do is in the summer, go to Alaska for three, maybe four weeks. So for two reasons, I want to go to Alaska. It's on my bucket list. One of the few states I haven't visited in the U.S. And the other side benefit going in the summer is I can get out of, we can get out of the dreaded Southeast during a hot summer and really break up the summer. But I don't know. It's on my want list. Might not happen in 2024. Kind of not so much from a money standpoint, from a time standpoint. But if it doesn't happen this summer, it happens in the future. So I'm not sure what's on your want list, but I'd, I'd inspire you to say, hey, write down, spend a day thinking about what you really want in 2024 from a materialistic standpoint. What are things you want to treat yourself? And this gets to the psychology of money. Don't beat yourself down all year, only saving and investing because 
you are going to come across that one want impetuous purchase decision and potentially blow it, blow your budget, not make the best decision. But if it's in your, it's on your want list, it solves for a lot of that. So those are five things that I have found extremely helpful as I five tips that I think go a little bit deeper than the articles we're going to start seeing in just a few weeks as we go into the new year. And, you know, they're going to be pretty much don't eat, don't eat out on lunch, cut back a subscription. Those are pretty, those are pretty basic and junior. I think those are not really as helpful. I have never found them real helpful. It's just redundant stuff that's put out there year after year. I also hope if you I hope you guys have some additional suggestions. If so, please share them with me because I'd love to share them with the audience. So if you have those, please message me on X at Savings Captain or email me at the Savings Captain at gmail.com or leave a comment here. So finally in 2024 uh, the Money Happy Hour will continue to bring a weekly inspirational conversation with a guest. We have had some great guests on. It's so I get such great feedback on people enjoying the financial journey of others, things that they learn, things that they get inspired for. We're going to continue doing that. Recently, we've had a great concentration of people. I call them Gen Z, some very young millennials really gives a helping hand to other people that are young. But one thing I'm going to start weaving in a little bit more is um, I'm going to start hearing from some people that are baby boomers. I want to start hearing from some Gen X people that have been successful with their money. Because if we're going on this financial journey, it's almost think of it as like a mentor. These people have been through it. They have probably had the same struggles that you have had if you're younger. Or if you, had them, if you haven't had them yet, trust me, they're coming. They're going to come find you at a certain time. They've been through it and managed to get to the other side. So it's going to be real important to, for me to weave those guests in. If you feel like you have an inspirational story you really want to share and are comfortable sharing, please contact me. Always looking for great people and great stories to share to inspire other guests. So we're going to continue to do those Monday of every week. And then one other day during the week, generally on Wednesdays, I'll release an episode like this. It's just the, you know, generally evergreen type content. Uh, Sometimes it's, it's seasonal. You know, a few weeks ago I got uh, worked up over a couple of Dave Ramsey comments and the 8% withdrawal rate. So if I see a hot topic like that, Um, I'll probably jump behind the mic and record some thoughts. And then finally, one last thing. I do want to say, if there's anything that you have an interest or a topic in, let me know because um, I'm taking a shot in the dark. I'm trying to find things I think you might be interested in. If you have a specific interest on a topic, shoot me an email or just get in contact with me so we can keep it real. But finally, I do want to close the year and say a new year brings such hope and promise. And I hope wherever 2023 finds you and leaves you off, that 2024 takes you to your path to living your best financial version of yourself. 
So thanks for joining the Money Happy Hour, where we make every hour a happy hour for your money.